I'll always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. <laughs> I love that song. Welcome back to Hodgepodge. Um, so today's episode is all about my mama, who is my favorite girl. Um, July 16th, today is her birthday. She is 69 years young. There's so much to say about my mom. <laughs> I probably don't have enough time to say all of the things that I'd like to say about her, but I was really blessed with a good one. And um, she is uh, a rare find, and um, I'm so glad to call her mine. Uh, she is a ray of sunshine and um, has helped me through so many times of struggle or joy or whatever. She's always my constant and the person I know that I can call on every day. Um, and she'll just listen, and while I rattle on and on, I don't have to talk to her about really anything. <laughs> it's just always nice to know that there's one person in this world that solely has my back and is always willing to listen and talk to me. And over the years, we've just grown, grown closer and closer, and I have so much respect for my mom. Um, she's... She's just a a kind and um, joyful, sweet-hearted person. Um, she loves to have fun, and she loves to explore. I've talked a little bit about her uh, in a previous episode. She's an excellent photographer. She just has this beautiful vision of life and luckily lives in, in a beautiful place that she appreciates and um, loves to take photographs of and and um, captures special moments in time and shares that with all of her uh, family and friends and um, she is an excellent grandmother juju to my son and um, I couldn't ask for a better mom um, she's the first one to get in the river and splash around and encourage everyone um, and uh, my dad bought her a new kayak for her 69th birthday which she tried out today and um uh, is doing awesome in her 69th year of life. Um, but recently she, it's interesting, she's been assisting um, some friends and family who are working on um, a historical book regarding the place where she grew up. And it's a little community called Campbell Creek. Uh, in North Carolina, in Beaufort County, where I grew up, um, and it's uh, mainly a farming community um, and um, a very special place to my family and obviously to my mom, but she's been doing a lot of history research. Um, they were just in Raleigh at the archives uh, looking up 
different historical information and even traveling to the Outer Banks um, to interview uh, people that have lived there uh, growing up and um, and just going out in the community and talking to different people about their memories of Camel Creek and what it was like to grow up there. And um, so it's been uh, really interesting to listen to her talking about all of the stories that they've encountered and also her reminiscing about her own. And um, recently she had <laughs> written up a little essay that she'd sent me uh, which is priceless because it has um, so many stories documented about her childhood and I wanted to share that with you guys today um, it's just uh, neat to look back on um, on her life in a small uh, North Carolina community many years ago so um, here I go. This is what my mom wrote about growing up in Camels Creek. I was born July 16, 1949, the third daughter of Marvin and Julia May Edwards Austin. My daddy was hoping for a boy, I'm sure, to help on his Irish potato farm. Our neighbor sent a card of condolence. <laughs> If you ever ate a wise potato chip, then it probably came from Campbell's Creek. We were the potato capital of the world back in the 1950s. My granddaddy, George, started the farm, and my dad was the eldest son of four sons. He continued the process. He was 11 years older than my mom, who lived in the nearby community of Small. They used to send love notes to each other via my Uncle Carol at Aurora High School when she would throw them to him from her school bus. They eloped in Pamlico County when she was 17 years old, and he was 28 years old back in 1937. They honeymooned at the Palace Motel in New Bern. The story is her brothers found out at the nearby country store and told their mother, Bessie, who was distraught and could be heard crying from her bedroom. Mama was the only daughter with four brothers. My parents moved into the upstairs bedroom at my dad's parents' home in Campbell's Creek. They eventually bought a home from Jim and Ethel Overton. And which was in an, on an adjacent property, and they moved there. There was a breezeway between the living area and the kitchen, which is where my mama was up at the crack of dawn, since farmers and farmers' wives are early birds, and she perfected her recipe of cheese biscuits made with lard. My sister's bedroom was behind the kitchen, my blonde, fair-skinned oldest sister, Betty, was born in 1938, and two and a half years later, in 1941, my tomboy sister, June, who was Mama's look-alike, arrived. My mom scooted them around Campbell's Creek in an old army jeep. She was always busy gardening and had a chicken coop, which she kept spotless, as some say. 
My poor sisters witnessed the chopping block demise of their feathered friends. Every Sunday after church, Mama cooked a feast of fried chicken. My parents started what we always called a second family when I came along, since there was a gap of 10 years between me and my oldest sister, Betty. When I was 10 months old, we moved into our new home. My sister's bedrooms were upstairs and were painted blue for Betty and red for June. Over the years, the walls became covered in their movie star favorite posters, Rock Hudson and Tony Curtis. Four years later, my little sister, Fran, arrived. Mama was always up late sewing for her girls. Our Easter outfits that she sewed by hand were so pretty, with coordinating jackets and hats and gloves. The Saturday before Easter Sundays, we would have an Easter egg hunt with boiled eggs dyed with food coloring in the yard of the Campbell's Creek Methodist Church, which we attended every Sunday and were close enough that we could walk to it. Camel's Creek was filled with children. I remember at least 20 plus of all ages in our Sunday school class. Most of us were related or siblings, all of us close friends. Our parents' social network was in the community. Miss Alice Overton and Aurora would deliver orchid corsages to, that our mothers ordered. They arrived in white boxes with long flower pins that we wore on Sunday. We were fancy at church on Easter Sunday. My mom played the piano or organ and could sing beautifully. I can hear her singing, He arose, He arose, Hallelujah, Christ arose. The church would be filled. The windows open and a nice breeze blowing through. Of course, when the summer temps temperatures arrived, we had hand fans to keep us cool. There was no air condition. Mother's Day would be right around the corner, and everyone would arrive wearing red roses in honor of our moms, our or white roses in memory of those that were in heaven. My mother had a trellis on our kitchen screen porch, and it would be covered in bright red climbing rosebush. After church, we'd go have a picnic in my grandparents' front yard with all of our family. During the spring, my friends, neighbors, cousins, and I would play hopscotch on the paved road. We'd play Simon Says, Red Rover, play basketball with a hoop, on a light pole in our yard, and baseball and softball. On Friday afternoons, we would all get together and set up for our weekly weenie roasts in Jimmy Potter's backyard. We'd play records, dance, we'd roast weenies on coat hangers and marshmallows. We'd stay out in the dark catching lightning bugs in jars with holes punched in the lids. Eventually, the mosquitoes would run us home. Saturdays, we would watch Roy Rogers on the TV. We'd eat lunch, then take off on our bikes, wearing our Davy Crockett coonskin hats, and cruise up 
cypress swamp and all over Campbell's Creek. We'd climb under the bridge by the church and catch tadpoles in the canal. To cool off, we'd stop at Miss Amanda Lewis's store for nickel cokes and glass bottles. In the month of June, when the warm temperatures came in and potato season was in full swing, migrant workers from Florida would begin to show up. Their housing was long, divided camp buildings. The workers used outside water pumps and outhouses. They made campfires for cooking. There were families with small children and ages and adults of all ages. They were in the fields early to put the potatoes in baskets. The diggers in the left rows, left in the rows. The baskets were then loaded on trucks and hauled to the grater shed. The potatoes were dumped on rollers and were grated, eliminating any rotten spots. Small ones were saved to be used as seed potatoes for the next year's crop. Two grades of potatoes. They rolled off the grater into Austin Brothers potato bags loaded on long-distance trucks headed to market where Wise Potato Chips was their main buyer. At the height of the potato season, there were long-distance trucks lined up all the way down the side of Highway 33 as far as you could see. When Daddy needed extra help, he would put me on greater duty. It was in the shade under the shed roof, but hot, dirty work. We would get a break and were carried to Mrs. Amanda Lewis's store for drinks, a can of Vienna sausage, and nabs, moon pies, and snicker bars. The men sat outside on upside-down baskets. After potato season ended, we moved ten minutes down the road to our cottage on the Pamlico River at Jarvis Landing, where we would sleep on a wraparound porch swim and water ski until school started. Of course, the garden was growing so strong, Mama had us up early to go back to the main house to pick veggies, then go back to the river in time for her to boil a big pot of collards. She also was busy canning vegetables for the winter. String beans, limas, tomatoes, peas, okra, squash, onions, figs, peaches, apples. Daddy would pull his shrimp net and we would dehead up to a hundred pounds of shrimp while swatting flies. We packed them in containers filled with water and they tasted fresh all year. I would get dropped off back at home at Campbell's Creek one or two days a week to push mow our front our yard and my grandparents' yard, which was right beside us. When I got tired, I'd go in our house and watch TV. One summer, I got so hungry, I went in and ate my sister Betty's the topper from my sister Betty's wedding cake. 
that she had saved for her anniversary. I've probably got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I loved rocking in my grandparents' green for- front porch. The smell of Cape Jasmine gardenia filled the air. I'd creep upstairs and snoop through the bedrooms and closets. Granddaddy would have lots of souvenirs from his annual month-long stays in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where he soaked his body in the hot springs to get relief from severe arthritis pain. He would let us grandchildren go through all his goodies boxes, and we would get to keep one each year. There would be little pottery animals and postcards. During the winter, when his joints started aching, he would wrap up in a sheet and sit in his car and let the sun warm him to help relieve his pain. Our water supply came from an artisan well we shared with my grandparents. It smelled bad, like rotten eggs, like sulfur. And my cousins would gag when they came to visit us. That's just a small excerpt of of a, a bit of my mom's rural farm life. It was a, a very enriching um, life for her, and uh, being again the the middle child of four sisters, and. Um, uh, not a great fate to a farmer <laughs> in eastern North Carolina. There were no sons, and at that time, most daughters did not wind up taking over the farming business, I guess, unless they had a husband that was interested in farming. Um, but I'll, I'll add a little bit to my, to my mom's story. Um, she, she, when she was in high school, when she was 14, she started dating my daddy, who was two years older than she was, Joseph Allen. And um, daddy, she said their first date was at the high school. And he asked her if he could buy her a snack. And they went to the vending machine and, and he bought her a drink and a snack. I think it was a honey bun. <laughs> and she said, and from then on, every day at at their break time, he'd take her and buy her a snack. And so started their 49 years of, well, 49 plus, because that's when they started dating. But this year, they celebrated their 49th wedding anniversary. Um, th- Daddy uh, went to Atlantic Christian College, um, which is now known as Barton College in Wilson, North Carolina. And um, Mama went to Lewisburg Co- College for for a time and then transferred to Harbarger's um, Business College in Raleigh. And she would tell stories of driving to Atlantic Christian and going to his fraternity parties. And they would, they lo- loved beach music and loved to shag dance and um as most Eastern North Carolina 
folks that grew up during that time did and now their children grew up loving it and knowing how to shag and um, I remember growing up and watching my parents dancing and it was so cool because they were always so in sync and um, and so many days on the boat uh, listening to the embers who Craig Woolard the lead singer of the Embers uh, was my dad's cousin, so we had a <laughs> uh, somebody famous in our family. Um, but uh, we listened to the Embers and all of the awesome um, beach music bands and Motown and um, soul music and dancing was part of, of my growing up and watching my parents and my mom and she just always uh, glowed when they were dancing. And my mama, because her mom taught her and her sisters how to water ski they I remember mom telling stories about my grandmother would get them up early and they'd get on their wooden criss craft um speedboat and she'd get all those girls on the boat and they'd set out at just after sunrise on the river when it was glass calm and she would ride them up and down uh, the the river by uh, Indian Island and they would ski all morning long and mama even remembered the dolphins coming swimming up and uh, swimming beside her while she was water skiing and um, she was a real river rat and um, and has taught us the appreciation of loving the river and being outside and um she taught my brother and I how to ski and slalom ski on her cypress gardens, um, wooden water skis. <laughs> and um, we, we uh, because of her joy of life and adventure, we have definitely uh, have that spirit in us. And I love that she is passing that on uh, to my son as well. But... Um, my mom is just um a, an an awesome person and um she was a faithful mom um she was with you know at, when we lived in Aurora North Carolina when we were very young she was active in all of our activities and the Aurora Methodist Church and our little youth programs and she taught um <laughs> Uh, Sunday school at times and was very involved. Um, she worked with um, the school system, uh, Snowden Elementary. She worked in the library there when I was in elementary school and um, has always had a great love of books and reading and um, I can certainly say helped pass that along to to me and um, she just is a is a a neat person um she's a well rounded gal and i re- i always loved hearing her tell stories about growing up in Camel's Creek and going out in the woods and building forts and exploring around and um you know i she ha- had such a neat 
unique um, background and folks that grow up in the country and have those opportunities really get to understand the simple things in life and and how important it is to seize each moment in the day and also because she was raised in a Christian home by a mother that like herself um, who was so full of life and joy and loved to be around people and but loved her church and was devoted to um, her family and um, we would go to my mama's house and she would sit at the piano and play and we would sit there and sing church hymns or Christmas carols with her at Christmas time and um, just really valued that that time and um, fellowship at home together and that is something that has been instilled in me and her faith um, ha- has always been unwavering and I've always admired that uh, I haven't always had that type of faith but as I've gotten older and have become a mother it has definitely secured more uh, uh, faith in me and um, I strive to be the Christian woman that she is and that her mother was Um, and so we we place a lot of that because that was our culture and that's how we've been raised and and we um, love and appreciate the church and and um, so I'm thankful to my mom for teaching me the power of prayer and family and so today on her 69th birthday i just want to say thanks mom you're so wonderful and we cherish you and um our you're our beloved juju julia beth (laughs) and um we wouldn't know what to do without you happy birthday mom love you